0: You're listening to Mountain West Voices. I'm Clay Scott. I met Dulcie Klusman at the senior residence where she lives in Bozeman, Montana. She was one of thousands of war brides who came to the U.S. in the 1940s. At the beginning of World War II, Dulcie Olive May was living at home with her parents in North London. She had a good job at the Guinness Brewery, and she went dancing on Saturday nights with her friends. Even though she had a boyfriend in the British Air Force at the time, she says the war was something far off and abstract for her. But that feeling didn't last long. German aircraft carried out a number of attacks on Great Britain last night. The raids, which lasted for several hours, were scattered over many parts of the country.
1: I was just a young girl in in my teens, and uh, they ran out of, you know... People to fight the war, so they called the girls up too if they weren't married.
0: The military gave all of the new female conscripts standard intelligence tests. Dulcie's scores stood out.
1: They said, "You seem rather bright, and uh, you did that very well, and we think we have a place for you." I didn't know what it was, but it was decoding, as the messages were intercepted by our British air force. Then it was all sent to Bletchley Park.
0: Bletchley Park was England's top-secret centre for breaking German codes and ciphers. It was located at a country estate about an hour north of London, and at the height of the war, thousands of codebreakers worked there. Over 80% of them were young women.
1: Most of those girls were highly educated. They had come from prominent families and gone to universities, and they were a selective group. Well... That'll only last so long. They started running out, so they started conscripting. And that's how come I got to be one of them.
0: The work required intense concentration for many hours at a stretch without really understanding the content of what was being decoded.
1: We were a mixed group. Most of them were in uniform, like the wax and all of that. But uh, I was a civilian, and I had an office where I was decoding one part of the message. They never let you have... The whole thing, so you couldn't be a spy and turn it over, because all you learned to decipher was what they call the preamble of the message.
0: Based on the preamble, Dulcie would decide whether the message was to be passed on to Army, Navy, or Air Force intelligence via specially constructed wooden chutes.
1: We roll up the message, put it in there, and send it in the chute over to the right department. Sometimes it was the wrong department. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One afternoon, the codebreakers got an unannounced, morale-boosting visit from Prime Minister Winston Churchill.
1: He was a wonderful man, even though I didn't vote for his party. He came to Bletchley Park and he said, you know, you girls are like the, what is it, The some kind of bird that laid the golden the egg. Goose. The goose that go- laid the golden egg, yeah.
0: Churchill praised the workers of Bletchley Park for carrying out such vital work while maintaining its secrecy. He told them they were like the geese who laid the golden egg but never cackled.
1: No, we were under the Official Secrets Act, so I couldn't even tell my mother and dad what I did. I When I got the down there to Bletchley Park and then went home, I said, Mom, Dad, you mustn't ask me what I did because I will never tell you. We don't want to know, what they said, as long as you're doing the right thing. <laughs> That's the way it was. This is the BBC Home Service. Here is the news, and this is Bruce Belfridge reading it. Elbasan, Italy's northern base in Albania, has had yet another heavy raid by the RAF, and it is news of the sinking of an Italian supply ship in an earlier raid on Tripoli. Two German supply ships have been bombed off Norway, and aircraft of the coastal Obama command and out day and night attacks on the front
0: You've been listening to Dulcie Klusman. Her British fiancé was killed during the war, and she later married a U.S. serviceman named Bill Klusman, and came to live in Montana, where she spent the last 70 years. Mountain West Voices is produced in association with the O'Connor Center for the Rocky Mountain West, a regional studies and public education program of the University of Montana. Additional support for this series was provided by the Greater Montana Foundation. To listen to and download more stories from around the Rocky Mountain West, go to mountainwestvoices.org. I'm Clay Scott.